Hi, guys, and welcome to Sweat Thrive Glow Podcast. My name is Katie. I am the voice and creator behind the blog and brand, The Pilates Blonde. And today we are swan diving into nutrition, you guys. I've been so nervous to record this podcast. I don't want to offend anybody. Um, but listen, we got to do what we got to do sometimes. Um, before I talk about nutrition, I want to talk about my credentials. I am a graduate nurse from Gwen and Mercy University. I am a precision nutrition certified um, diet coach. Um, very, very scientific based program. Highly recommended if that's something that you're interested in doing. Um, when you're looking for a coach or if you want to become a coach, certifications and educations are everything. I am a lifelong learner. I am constantly reading peer-reviewed studies, listening to podcasts, um, reading books by physicians, um, talking to as many people as possible to get as much information as possible so I can be the best nutrition coach that I can possibly be. Now, disclaimer, um, talking about nutrition can be very polarizing. I swear to you, I think I would get less drama in my DMs if I talked about gun control. Um, but instead, I talk about diet and people come in and attack me. Um, so this one is has been difficult. This is actually the third time I've recorded it um, because I sounded nervous and unsure of myself. And I'm definitely sure of my opinion. I'm sure of my certifications. I'm sure of my qualifications. Um, and you know what? When I get attacked, it's going to be fine. Um, let's talk about nutrition, nutrition and diet. I feel as though these are terms that have gotten shifted, um, in the past, I don't know, decade to mean, um, how to get as skinny as possible, as fast as possible with as little nutrients as possible. And that is not what I stand for. That is not what I believe in. I believe in farmable whole foods and not shake-based diets, okay? I also want to talk about the purpose of adipose tissue or fat tissue. So my background is nursing, and one of the first things that they taught us is that fat tissue or adipose tissue is a mechanism of protection. I want you to think about the places where your body naturally holds the most fat. It's probably in your stomach, right? I want you to think about what's underneath your stomach, your vital organs, right? Your stomach is there, your large intestine, your small intestine. They are protected by that adipose tissue. They are kept warm by that adipose tissue. Um, if you have, I have bulkier thighs. And let me tell you, there's some really important blood vessels in there that need to be protected. Just like your heart and your lungs are protected by your rib cage, right? It's a protection mechanism. You don't need a six pack to be healthy. I'm going to say that one more time. You don't need a six pack to be healthy. And to be honest with you, I think most people who don't genetically and naturally have a six pack will tell you that it's a lot of work, that they have very, very, very little balance, um, and they have a very little food freedom and their life is based around, and their career is probably based around their physique, either, um, modeling, bikini competitions, those things or sports, um, are probably what are keeping them that lean. Most people who are that lean, most women, I should say, who are that lean do not have a period. If you do not have a period, that means your hormones are slightly out of balance and you could have long-term metabolic side effects 
from staying that lean for too long, which is why you'll notice that competitors will do um, a, a cutting phase and a bulking phase to make sure that they can rebalance out those hormones. Again, doing so with a licensed coach. Licensed. All right. So stage lean is not maintainable. It's not sustainable and it's probably not necessarily the most healthy thing. It's for a sport. It's for a season. It's not for life. Okay. Now let's talk about making sure that your diet is right for you. Um, I'm not dissing any sort of diet, any sort of lifestyle. I don't believe in dissing anything. However, I don't believe in shake-based diets. I will put that out there. Um, I don't believe that drinking two protein shakes, eating one meal, and eating two wafers is hashtag healthy. Um, I also don't believe in selling programs like that. I also don't believe in laxative teas. Um, I don't understand why you need to have diarrhea constantly um, and an electrolyte imbalance. Okay, So if you're jumping from diet to diet, If you've tried everything from South Beach to Weight Watchers to keto to intermittent fasting to, um, oh God, what are some of the other ones? Um, Macros. There's a whole bunch of diets. If you keep jumping from diet to diet, it's not sustainable and it's probably not working with your lifestyle. And that's fine. I don't do hashtagable diets, if that makes sense. I don't do trendy. Um, I don't do what's popular on Instagram. That's not my scene. Um, that's also not my education because I firmly believe that there is no perfect diet for everyone. I'm going to repeat that. There's no perfect diet for everyone. I don't care whether you're vegan, whether you're vegetarian, whether you do keto, paleo, whatever it may be, that might work for the season of life that you're in right now. But 10, 15 years from now, that might not be the season that you are in. Okay. And I think that we get caught up in myself included. Um, when somebody posts that they had weight loss success or they increased their PR on their lifts or whatever it may be, like that seems like that's it, right? And then you can research your way into thinking that that's going to be the best diet for you. And then you try it and you're like, oh shit, this is not going to work. I'm miserable. Um, my friends don't like me. My family doesn't like me. Um, I'm not sleeping well, I'm not performing well in my workouts, and this wasn't a good choice. I've done it, I've been there, I've written the blog post on it. There was a point in time where I was eating 40 grams of carbs a day and tracking macros, and that was with somebody um, coaching me. Um, Not great for the season of life that I'm in now. I eat so many carbs, and I'm so happy. Um, So that being said, there's not one diet, okay, that works for everyone in every season of their life. I highly doubt that when I'm 65 years old that I will be eating the same amount of protein that I'm eating now because I highly doubt that I'll be teaching 22 plus classes a week plus my own personal workouts. I just don't think that that's going to be the season of life that I'm in when I'm 65. Who knows? But what I'm saying is I need to be adaptable to my fitness level, to what my career looks like, to what my day-to-day schedule looks like. How am I sleeping? How am I exercising? If I'm just going for a walk in Valley Forge with all of my like red hat friends, I don't need to be eating the amount of protein that I'm eating now as I'm trying to approach a 300-pound deadlift PR. Does that make sense? I hope that it does. Let's talk about... Bad foods. 
There are none. There's a nutrient spectrum that I like to kind of live on. And at one end of the spectrum are your super duper nutrient dense foods. They typically are lower in calories, higher in nutrients. These are going to be your leafy greens. These are going to be your veggies, your fruits, things with a lot of vitamins and minerals and substance to them. Typically not super duper high in calories. Then at the other end of the spectrum, you're going to have things that have very little nutrients in it, very little um like vitamins and minerals. However, they're calorically dense. This is where our cake, our cookies, our chips, that's where those things lie. Um, And there's a need for both of them, both physically and emotionally. There's going to be a different nutrient profile in everything. And balance tells you that you need both of them um, and kind of living within the spectrum. And I don't have any quote unquote bad diet days. I just have some less nutrient-dense days, and some more nutrient-dense days. And that's the way that I like to live on it, balance on the spectrum, okay? We're living on a nutrient spectrum. You use your nutrients depending on your goals. So of course, you're going to want to stay towards the end of the spectrum where most of the nutrients live, right? Because that's where your essential vitamins and nutrients are going to come in. Essential meaning we don't make them in our body. We have to consume them in order to have them if that makes sense. Okay. But you can use a big birthday dinner or a piece of cake strategically to your advantage. Calories are a measurement of energy. That's all that they are. So something that's lower in calories is going to have typically have a lot of nutrients. Take some spinach, right? If you're going to have some spinach, it's going to be very, very nutrient dense. However, it's going to be low in calories, probably not going to eat a handful of spinach um, the night before a big leg day. I've done that before and I failed at my lifts and then I beat myself up for a week. However, if I go to a backyard barbecue and I have a big salad with a turkey burger on top, I have some potatoes and I have a piece of Texas sheet cake. That's a lot of energy, right? Texas sheet cake has two sticks of butter in it, in case you were wondering, and it's delicious. I think my mom gets her recipe from um, the Pioneer Woman. It's either the Pioneer Woman or Paula Deen. Anyway, highly recommend it. Um, If I eat that, then I'm going to lift legs the next day because my legs are, legs and back are going to be your biggest muscle groups. I'm going to utilize that extra calories, those extra energies in my leg day, and I'm probably going to crush it. That's how you use the spectrum to your advantage. I hope that that made sense, okay? So if you're having a big lift or a big workout or a big hike, you're not going to eat like dry raw spinach the night before and fucking carrots. You're going to eat real foods. Um, You should be eating real foods anyway, um, but that's just like my favorite example. Typically, I don't label my diet. I'm going to say this about a thousand times. I don't label. I don't hashtag my diet. I don't drink protein shakes like at all. Um, And I don't have a monthly subscription for supplements that come to my door because I don't believe in them. Um, Supplements should be supplemental used on an as needed basis when you're not getting in as much nutrients as you need to. So I'll bring a greens powder with me on vacation Um, I keep packets of protein in my car in case I like drive off a a ditch or something and I'm there for 72 hours and I need some sort of sustenance. Um, 
I use them on an as needed basis. My favorite, favorite, favorite supplement to kind of use as an example is emergency. When cold and flu season starts coming around, everybody goes to the store and reaches for emergency packets. Guys, our bodies have only been taking synthetic vitamins for a handful of years in the broad spectrum of like human life, right? However, we've been eating for a very long time. So if you need vitamin C for immune support, eat a fucking orange (laughs) or some sort of vitamin C dense food. Leave the emergency on the shelf. Save your money. Get a dang, (laughs) get a dang freaking clementine. Okay. Same thing with protein shakes. You know what's way more fun than drinking a protein shake? Chicken or fish or turkey or meatballs or beef or soy. Eating is way more fun than supplementing. Eat food. It's a good time. You'll be happier. You'll be fuller. You'll be more satiated. It feels good. Okay. Now, I like to stick to farmable whole foods. They're the things in the outside of the grocery store. I'm sure you guys have heard this for years. Shop the outskirts of the store. It's so true. If you can find it on a farm, you're going to find it in my house. Okay. Protein, veggies, fruit. Fruit is not bad for you guys. It still breaks down in sugar. Your body can't tell a glucose molecule from a piece of fruit as a candy bar. However, there's vitamins, minerals, and nutrients in fruit that you're not going to get in the candy bar. I'm going to briefly talk about clean eating for literally 30 seconds. Clean eating is when you wash your vegetables. That's what that means. Whole foods are the foods that we're going to stick with. I sometimes get into the gimmick of saying clean eating, um, but that doesn't even really exist. Like, are your fucking cookies dirty? I'm not even sure. Um, your vegetables are, and if you need a good veggie wash, my friend Nikki, she makes one. If you're local, um, lemon tree essentials on Instagram. Okay. Sustainability is the goal. If your diet, if your lifestyle doesn't fit in with the way that your life functions, it's not going to work long term. If it's too restrictive, if you are quote unquote, not allowed to eat something, it's not going to work long term. Um, I don't, tell any of my clients that any foods are off limits. I will never tell a grown ass adult what they can and can't eat. I will just teach them how to use it strategically and they get to make the choices. That being said, it also puts the ownership on them. I'm going to give you the information. I'm going to give you everything that you need. I'm going to support you through it. I'm going to help you with your mindset, but your success or your failure in your eyes is on you right? You're the one prepping the food. You're the one working out. You're the one eating. Um, and nobody can force you to eat healthy. No one can force you to make good decisions. And that's my favorite thing about a fitness journey is nobody can do it for you and nobody can take it away from you. Strong is earned a hundred percent of the time. Healthy is earned a hundred percent of the time. Okay. If you are stressed or feeling guilty or, confused. It's not going to work for you. And that doesn't matter what the diet is. It could be the best diet in the entire universe that works for literally everyone. But if it doesn't work for you, then it doesn't fucking matter. Okay. That could be tracking macros. That could be veganism. That could be keto. That could be a protein shake, whatever it may be. If it doesn't work for you, then it doesn't matter. Okay. We're going to find something that will work for you so that you can be successful long term long-term sustainable success, satisfaction, 
stress-free, okay? Protein, carbs, fats, and fiber are all necessary. And guys, they're all delicious, okay? I don't believe in restricting one sort of um, macronutrient. You need all of them and you need them strategically. Again, that is something that you talk to somebody who is certified in helping you um, kind of figure out your ratios or how to balance that diet for yourself. Okay. You use them differently depending on your individual lifestyle needs, goals, fitness activities, what your rest looks like, what your workouts look like, um, things like that. It's just very, very, very specific. So without doing a consult, I can't really get into the details and the nitty gritty because if I told you guys what I'm doing, um, it would definitely not work for you. And if I told you what one or two of my clients are doing, it also would not work for you. Okay. A reminder about supplements is there, there is no regulating body for supplements. No regulating body. They are not regulated by the FDA, meaning they can put in whatever they want. Um, they can also put in ratios that don't work well. So maybe they have in the ingredient that is the most potent ingredient, but maybe the ratio is off and it's not at a therapeutic threshold. That's kind of like, um, you sawing your leg off and you're in a shit ton of pain and somebody's like, here's some Tylenol. And you're like, um, suck a dick. This isn't going to do anything for my fucking leg amputation pain. Um, that was really aggressive, but a really good example and very eloquently said on my part, if I'm being honest, meal timing, uh, meal timing. Here's how I, here's how I play this game. I start eating when I'm hungry and I stop eating when I'm 80% full. That's it. I start when I'm hungry and I stop when I'm 80% full. For me, 80% full is if I'm at a restaurant and I'm finished eating my meal, I can put my fork down. I feel satisfied, but I don't need to unbutton my pants. But somebody walks by with like an eight layer chocolate cake and I can be like, yo, waiter, can I get myself a slice of that and eat that and not also not hate myself um, from the full feeling of like, stretched out belly. Um, that's 80% full for me. Meal timing also comes into things with like intermittent fasting and food combining. All that those are, are an eating strategy. Um, they change, not even change the way you digest things. They just give more timing, I guess, in between meals and digesting food. So your stomach ends up looking flatter. It looks just the same as when you wake up in the morning. Um, people have been eating, for 12 hours a day or longer, 18 hours a day for like all of mankind. And they've been a okay. People have been combining their starches and their proteins for eons and they've been a okay. If these things work with your lifestyle, that's totally fine. If it stresses you out that you can't intermittent fast or that you can't food combine because it doesn't work out with the timing of your lifestyle, it's a-okay. Everybody will be okay, sis. All right. I just wanted to make sure that that made sense. All right, guys, if you need to chat about your specific goals, your needs, there's a link in my Instagram bio. Okay. I can't get specific with your exact needs without knowing your specific situation. That is a phone call or a sit down chat. If you're local, um, there's a link in my bio to book it. Now let's get into a few Q and A questions. I got far more than I was expecting. I was expecting maybe to get like I don't know three four questions. Um, I ended up getting thirty between 
my Instagram comments and my DMs for the more personal stuff. A lot of IBS questions in my DMs um, that I'm assuming that people did not want in my comment section. Totally, totally, totally fine. Um, we're going to have to do a part two. So I'm going to answer just a few of the questions that I thought were the most popular and the things that people would want the most information about. We're going to start with bloating. Bloating is a side effect of eating. Bloating is just food in your stomach and the breakdown of the food. Okay. You, as you break down nutrients, you are creating gases in your stomach, um, as it breaks down, those gases get released and it looks like there's something in your stomach because there is, um, some ways to get rid of bloating. Go take a walk, um, drink some water, do some rotating in your waist, any like quote unquote detoxifying. I fucking hate that word. Um, Pilates or yoga moves, anything where you're rotating in that waist is going to aid in digestion. Um, I'll do like a modified stomach massage series with my feet up against a wall, Um, I'm sure that there's a stomach massage series somewhere on YouTube or Instagram. If you just look up the hashtag, um, and you can do that up against a wall. Now, um, you can drink water. You can actually, if you think about food, you move food through your digestive tract and because your brain is making room for more food. So if you want to empty your stomach, if you start picturing food, it will actually empty your stomach. I learned that in some sort of swallow study thing that I had to do when I was like 13, Inflammation. Inflammation is just water weight. Um, just like bloating, you're having a reaction to eating food. I would just keep a track of things that make you super bloated and things that make you feel very inflamed. Um, inflammation can come from sodium. If you have a diet sensitivity to something like gluten, um, if or dairy or soy or sugar, you could feel very, very bloated after eating those keeping an eye out for the foods that make you feel that way and just limiting them or eliminating them if necessary. All right, guys, question of the day, keto. Keto has its time and place, okay? It's very trendy right now. It's all over hashtag keto, hashtag fat loss, hashtag boss babe. Um, It was originally for epilepsy. So again, time and place. If a doctor tells you, hey, if you don't want to have seizures, try this diet. Makes sense, right? Um, Polycystic ovary syndrome, Um, sugar-fed cancers because carbs break down into the glucose molecule. So sugar-fed cancers will do well on keto, okay? Contact your doctor. Check in with them. See if this is something necessary. Check in with them often. Also use common sense. Butter fried fucking bacon coated in cheese is trendy and not healthy. Use common sense. Okay. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you're an adult, um, or somebody who has enough common sense to know that bacon with cheese on it isn't something that we should be eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Make sense. All right. My favorite, favorite, favorite question that I got, this is the last one that we're going to cover today, is how to be in a deficit without tracking calories. And this is something that definitely helps if you're working with a coach to help you kind of track your hunger cues. But you're going to be very, very connected to your hunger cues. When you start feeling foggy, um, when you start, like you feel your blood sugar decrease, um, when you start to feel sluggish, tired, starting to get a few hunger pains, 
Um, it's typically too late at that point. Um, but those are your hunger cues. Now you have to connect really deeply with those hunger cues. And there's three parts of your brain that are primarily affected by this. One is your lower brain. And that is satiated by things that physically feel good, right? It physically feels good to have food in your stomach. So your lower brain is going to be happy if there's food in your stomach. Any food, just food in there. She's happy. Then you have your limbic system. And this is feels good when you eat based on emotion. This is when you had a rough day at work and your boss was a twat and you're eating to fill a void or you ran over a bunny on the way home and you're sad about it. Okay. Those hunger cues are emotional. So you check in with yourself and be like, am I really hungry? Could I eat a plate full of raw broccoli and satisfy that would satisfy your lower brain, right? Because you'd physically feel full. Um, that's definitely not going to fuel your limbic system. And then your higher brain is satisfied when you're making good conscious decisions. I chose to have, um, the plate of broccoli because it was the first green thing that I ate that day. Um, or I chose to have the, um, Texas sheet cake because I practice balance and I'm lifting legs tomorrow and that will help me fuel a workout. Um, and just making conscious decisions, it takes a while to get there. Um, I have no problem with having people track to start. Um, but eventually I want to get them on an inline with their brain and knowing there are different types of hunger. Um, and that's how you can be in a caloric deficit is when you're not eating based on emotions and you're eating strategically based on your goals. And you're going, that's again, a spectrum. Um, some days you're going to eat really, really clean according to your goals. And other days, um, it's going to be your birthday and you're going to go buck wild and you're more than welcome to do that, sis. All right, guys, that is going to wrap up part one. If you guys have any, any, any other questions, I will be doing a part two, um, potentially a part three if necessary. So slide those questions in my DMs. Please, please, please don't forget to rate and subscribe. It really helps me get the podcast out. Share it with your friends if this was helpful. Ask me any, any, any questions that you need to. If you want to talk specifics, if you want to talk about your personal goals, your personal situation, there is a link in my bio to book nutrition consults. Okay. Um, I do nutrition consults. I'm pretty sure it's five days a week. I think I take off Saturday or Sunday and Monday. Um, but I do work almost every other day of the week. There's a link in my bio. Make good choices. Look both ways. Love you the most.